Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Deep Cuts. This is season three. Um, today, I have two guests rather than just one, so double the pleasure, I guess. Uh, my guests today are is uh, Grace and Nigel. They run Terrible Cigar Club, which is a cigar subscription-based company to some and to others. It's an actual physical store. So I'm looking forward to having a great conversation with them today. And let me bring on our guests. Cheers. How are you guys? We're doing great. It's happy hour here in Miami, <laughs> South Florida time. It's always yeah. somewhere. That's why I say always five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like I said, thank you again for coming on. Like I was excited to be able to get both of you on at the same time. Uh, I know Nigel, you you travel about, so I'm glad to know that you're you are in the area and able to do this today with us. No, thank you for having us on. We're looking forward to it. Thank you. Yeah. So what I want to do is kind of introduce you all to my audience and people who are going to be watching this in playback mode. It's funny. I want to tell people how I got to know you all. I was sitting here working one day and I got an email from the Robert Caldwell, <laughs> who said. Antoine, you know, do, do you know Terrible Cigar Club? And I was like, I have never heard of it. And he said, you know, it's run by these two great people. You got to know, contact them. So whenever Robert Caldwell tells me to do something, I try to do it. And I'm glad that I followed through on that because we did a great uh, interview that was uh, in a magazine that just came out. And now here you all are. So you get to kind of tell that story live uh, to the audience. And uh, I think, like I said, I think you all have an interesting story. So I'm looking forward to this uh, hour that we get to spend with one another and having people hear more about your story. Well, thank you. And thank you for that write-up. It uh, really meant a lot to us. And thank you, Robert, for, you know, putting our name in there. He's actually a member of the club and he doesn't live too far from here. So he comes in often. So not think, only are we friends, but... I think just to add to what Grace is saying there or about to say for me it's just the fact of that's the uniqueness you get of being a cigar smoker the type of people that you meet from just the passion of loving to smoke cigars the people you interact from all walks of life from the different levels of society from the different levels of professional work that they do that is the uniqueness of being a cigar smoker and, and going out to cigar lounges and these cigar places you know as you know robert is a very unique character and only he could be a cigar smoker with the type of person and personality that he has. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I was, you know, on Instagram, I always share these different books that I read. And then Robert told me, he's like, I'm an avid reader. I read like three books a week. And I was like, you know, that's awesome. He's like, you know, I'm going to send you some books. So just a few minutes ago, I got a, an entire box of books <laughs> from Robert Caldwell that I'm looking forward to uh, flipping through. So I was like, well, I guess I don't have to go out and buy books or uh, go to the library anytime soon. Um, so he's definitely a unique person, but I love his attitude and the passion that he does have for the industry. Um, and so to get back to your story, I want to know, how did you two meet? Well, um, want me to tell the story? You tell the story. Grace loves to tell it. Grace loves the story. So <laughs> I'll just sit here and drink. So uh, I used to work for Davidoff, and my territory was the Northern California area, including uh, Washington State, 
um, Oregon, Montana, Idaho, Hawaii, certain parts of the um, Idaho. And um, when I would go to Seattle to visit my clients or my customers, when we would do events, I would bump into Nigel here and there. And um, like many cigar reps, many consumers would say, hey, let's open up a bar. Let's open up a lounge. Let's do this and that. And he would always say, yeah, sure, of course, one day. Yeah, why not? You know, you want to live the dream at that moment, sharing a cigar with that person. So Nigel would be this person. Whenever I'd see him, he'd say, Grace, we got to do something, mate. <laughs> I'll, I'll give and you I would always advice. say yes. <laughs> it, it's, it's at the period of time when I met Grace, I was playing in Vancouver, Canada, which wasn't too far from Seattle. We met at an event there and we really just got along so well. And it's the goes back to the whole conversation about the unique characters and people you can meet in cigar lounges. Now I frequent a lot of cigar lounges way before I met Grace and I've always loved the atmosphere. The only thing I've ever found with cigar lounges that I never like sometimes is maybe the service, but the people that actually go there are generally always nice, always nice people, very welcoming. And Grace and I met at the event. We got along very well. We kept in contact. We did talk about some ideas that we had years ago. And then as fate would be, we both end up in Florida together and um, we will manage to try and make our ideas come true. Now, Nigel, tell us about your background because you're, you know, we were talking before we went live about your weekend plans. It's not the normal weekend plans for most people. So tell people a little bit about what you do outside of cigars. Well, no, at the moment, well, uh, my background basically is I'm British born. Um, I'm of West African heritage from Sierra Leone, born and raised in England. Grew up there my entire life. I was an, I'm an ex-professional soccer player. So I played at the highest level. So I kind of lived that NBA rock and roll lifestyle. Been fortunate with football, been around the world. Still got some good friends. And um, while doing this, I still do a bit of media for football, or as Americans would say, soccer. So I cover a lot of different things. And currently I'm working, um, doing a tournament that's uh, heavily played in Latin America, which is called the Copa Libertadores. While at the same time, I still do some podcasts for England, for the BBC and Sky. But my... Um, main professional background is professional football and that's opened a lot of doors and opportunities for me and just to add it to the cigar world it's generally the top one percent or footballers or people who are very wealthy who really would be able to smoke cigars in england because of the tax purposes in england it's not something that's easily accessible to day-to-day -day people and the prices that you pay for cigars in england probably is a bit of a turnoff for people, but I think it was a bit more accessible to people in England. They'll probably warm up to it, but you're talking about, you know, aristocrats, judges, lawyers. But again, because of my um, profession, I was fortunate to be able to do it. And even now I know quite a few professional football players who do smoke cigars and love the experience of smoking cigars and they're getting more into it. So I know a lot of Americans, probably the only thing they really know about English soccer is what they see on Ted Lasso. <laughs> so That's nothing like it. Say, is it how, how does your experience relate to Ted Lasso? Is it? It's not like that, trust me. The generation we grew up in, we grew up with managers that we would say will give you the hair dryer treatment, and that means you're getting a full blown yelled at and everything. So we grew up in a complete different environment. I think when I always talk to Grace about it, the one thing that I'll say is. 
football in England is not just a sport. It's a way of life. And for the players that play in a way you see NBA players starting so young and NFL players starting young, it's the same thing. But in England, there's no other way out. There's no, if football or soccer doesn't work, I'm going to go and play basketball. I'm going to go and play cricket, rugby. No, it doesn't work like that for us. So ours was just very determined. It was single track mindedness and it was really working for that goal. It, it really is for me, it's, it's the greatest sport in the world. You know, I know Americans would disagree and say the NFL, but no. Football is, it, it belongs to the community. And that sense of belonging to the community is like a cigar smoker where you belong to cigars all around the world. No matter where you travel, if you smoke cigars and go to a cigar lounge, you're always going to be welcome. Cigar smokers is a community, is what I find. You can get killed being a, a, a fanatic fan in soccer. There's fights that break out in Grace, the middle Grace of the just day. takes it way. <laughs> I'm talking about community, sense of belonging. Grace takes it way. I just <laughs> You can get killed. No, Grace, no. Those 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 days are still about, but not as bad. Not as bad. Come on. So you two meet, and I know the story. You two talk about, you know, the whole idea of maybe doing something together, creating this cigar lounge, you know, experience. You go back to your families, and I think that's where the name for the for what your business is kind of came up from. So what was that? You know, what was your, your family's reactions when you told them this idea of you wanting to start a cigar lounge? And then how did that kind of lead to your very unique name? Every, everybody said it was, a, my side said it was a terrible idea. And the same thing for me. They were quite dismissive, not in a bad way, but probably in a way that I think it was a fearful way of wanting us to succeed, but knowing how difficult the industry is and what we're trying to bring to the industry. And I think what Grace does is, is for me, it's Grace deserves that platform. She's been in the industry for so long and it's about time they get that kind of real female representation, not just taking pictures on social media or anything like that, but actually knowledge behind the industry, cigars, manufacturers, because there is a big female smoking community. It's growing all the time. And the more lounges you go, there's so many women that go there in groups smoking cigars gathering i think that grace can be a great representation for that female community and really educate them more on actually the cigar the processes and everything that goes with it i think it's great that um i came across nigel because he has been such an encouragement positive uh team player you know and i started thinking why is he so positive how come he's always encouraging me and he's always putting me first I mean, I've been in the business for over 25 years and I've never met anybody that has been so positive. And that's because Grace didn't know I was a captain in soccer from the age of 19 all the way through captain every club I played for. So Bingo. I've always been in a leadership position, like it or not. Bingo. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, he is my coach. I coach him on certain things, but he coaches me on, you know, um, not just positivity and, and doing your best and put your foot forward. We're doing this. This is a team. And so it gave me a different fresh feel and a different refreshing outlook on this industry because this industry, you know, being in it for over 25 years, sometimes it's been hard as a female being involved. That was one of the first females way back when, when I started in Georgetown Tobacco. And um, it's been it hasn't been an easy journey, but he gave me the 
um, the vision of making it a positive, really great place to be able to say, you know what, maybe we can do this. We're kind of like, in England, we'll say we're like bangers and mash, or Caribbean <laughs> friends will say like we're like rice and peas. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of, we really work well together and we've got great chemistry. And I think that's what's made it so much more easier. And there is not one ounce of ego between the two of us. No. That's the thing that makes yeah. it well, because it's, it's all about the experience. That's what it is. And that's what when we spoke about before we did the terrible for us, it's we don't want to be like everyone else. We want to be different. There's a new generation coming through. Mm -hmm. Their palate's going to be different. Their, their smoking habits is going to be different from the older generation. So it's going to be trying to welcome them and get them to kind of understand that you can experience and enjoy so many amazing cigars. And you can also support small family-owned cigar manufacturers, small companies that are coming through who make just as quality product as the big boys that we've already known have been established in the industry for so, so long. And it's nothing against the big boys, but it's, it's, it's in a way, it's, it's kind of like how Grace says sometimes, it's like trying wine. You're not going to be drinking the same wine every day for the rest of your life because you like it. Then you're going to live a bit of a boring life. You know, it's funny. I have somebody here who actually asked you a question, Nigel, and I'll bring it up on screen and I'll read it to you, see what your response is. But uh, since Nigel, you've played for some awesome best teams in, in uh, English Premier League. You know, um, I switched to an entrepreneur, a businessman. What's the biggest difference, I guess, between being a player and now being uh, an entrepreneur it's man <laughs> it's, it's it's different it is a lot different i think when you played football like i said we kind of footballers in england at the time when we were coming through we really did live that nba rock star lifestyle so a lot of the things were pretty much done for us we didn't have to do anything for us but one thing that i always stay true which is why i think grace and i get along well is i've always been seen as a natural born leader from young so from the age of 19, I was captain and I had men who were 34, 35 and 39 years old and I was their captain. So when you're put in that leadership position, you can be born a natural born leader, but then to become a real leader, you have to learn. And it's about sitting, reading the room, making sure everyone gets along well, trying not to obviously offend anyone and making sure everyone feels part of the team and making sure everyone works in the same goal. And I think that leadership thing that I learned from football has made it easier for me to say, Grace and I, we're business partners. We've got to have each other's back. We've got to make sure we communicate well. And everything that we do is for the success of the business, you know, and also making sure we get the balance of enjoying ourselves with what we're doing, but making sure we've got the, the goal and the vision and what we are trying to do at the Terrible Cigar Club and what separates us from everyone else and making sure we stick to that and get people to know what we're about. Exactly. And when I, I look at you too, and I see and, what, and take what you just said uh, a few minutes ago about representation in the industry and how the cigar smokers today is changing a little bit from how they were in the past. So just talk about how it feels to kind of, I don't want to say ambassadors, but you're kind of, you know, when people walk into terrible cigar club, or interact with you all. I mean, they're seeing a completely different face than what they might have saw a decade ago. So what's what's that like? Just like I said, representing today's cigar smoker. Well, I think that especially living here in South Florida, you know, Miami is so full of uh, lounges, you know, and really great lounges. 
but there's a different, uh, every lounge has their own uniqueness about it. And I think that what Nigel and I bring to the table is not just, you know, cigar experience, but it's not about selling what they always smoke. Why not identify their palate and help them and guide them through a cigar journey? You know, it's not just coming in and just grabbing a stick and sitting down. What I've noticed, and I've been in it for a long time, is that when people come in here, they want to know what we want to guide them to. What journey are they going to come in and smoke and sit out in the terrace and really spend time with us? And they, it's a different kind of sale. It's not just about get me a stick and they're out of here. It's about, hey, guys, what do you guys recommend today? Tell me about it. And hey, let's sit outside and and have a conversation. That's one thing that I'd have to say. I agree to what Grace has said that a lot of customers who have come in to our lounge have actually asked us, what do you recommend? And if you think about years ago, most of the time you go to a lounge, you know what you're going to grab, what you're going to smoke, and that's it. Like the, the sales associate would never recommend anything for you because they just think that their palate is different. So for us, it's more of that real personal collection mm -hmm. of what do you like? Would you like to drink? What kind of drinker are you? What kind of taste do you have or like? And we can identify what we feel works best. But I think that's a big change now in the younger generation because I think the younger generation of smokers coming through are a lot more experimental. Take that with what you like, but they are very experimental when it comes to cigars and they're more willing to get out of their comfort zone to try something new. And uh, most of the cigars that I recommend for anyone who's local who comes down, I always recommend good cigars. And I say, if you don't like it, come back and I'll buy you a cigar that you want, any cigar in there that you want. No one's ever returned. It doesn't mean anyone listening can come and pull a fast one. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think that was a comment that um, Grace had made when we were doing the interview at one point uh, for the magazine was that cigar smokers of the past would have a brand that they just gravitated towards and they would stick with that brand. Um, and is usually like a well-known brand. And then, you know, something that didn't have as big of a following, maybe they were hesitant to try. And now it seems like, and maybe Grace, you could speak on this, that's changed a bit and people are more willing to, if they see, you know, a cool Instagram post about a brand, they maybe are willing to give it a try. They're, they're not brand loyal like they used to be. Absolutely. I mean, we, we live in the best state or in the best city in the whole country with regards to cigar manufacturers and factories and offices, they're all located here in South Florida. So having that opportunity where anybody, everybody knows everybody here in Miami with regards to cigar makers and manufacturers, yet they come in here and they're willing to have Nigel and I give them an introduction to something they've never smoked. So that's what I wanna do. You know, you can go and find the top five cigars anywhere, but we want to introduce them to something that they can't and not only introduce them to that, but also the the actual manufacturer that we've taken our time to study, to learn, to talk to them, to see their process, to bring in their cigar into our shop so that other people can explore, you know, some other great smokes, because there's a lot of great smokes out there. I just we don't want to bring in just the common, you know, the common smoke. We want to introduce people to other stuff. We do have the, those sticks, by the way, we do carry them in the shop, but we also have an abundance of boutique brands and hard to find 
that a lot of people uh, won't find anywhere. And if they want to explore a nice library of, you know, cigars that are unique and different, this is where the, they should come. I guess that's the thing on the head with Grace there, because I think that's one thing that we've always said, that one word there is boutique. We've always tried to go for that boutique element in what we do in the subscription pack as well as the lounge. And, you know, most of the small manufacturers or family-owned businesses that come into our humidor, Grace and I test their cigars. We have samples of the cigars. We get to know them, what they're about, what their flavor profile of the cigar is, why. And then instantly from Grace and I smoking, we bounce heads and stuff to say, right, if someone comes in, if, say, instance, a group of women come in and they're new smokers and they want something like, that's a perfect cigar to recommend. So we, we really like that boutique aspect because there's a lot of things we can do beyond that. But I think that's something that we want to do. And it's, again, it's thinking out the box. Why do something and be like everyone else? You want to be different. And if people come to our location in South Miami, they'll see that it's a complete different setup from a traditional cigar lounge. We're more about the social aspect, socializing, talking to one another, getting to know each other and just really interacting. You know, it's not the real full bar experience that you get from other cigar lounges, but it's a more relaxed atmosphere with the socializing, the second floor balcony. We've got the indoor lounge and also it's to interact with Grace and I. You know, we could talk about so many different things and I can still learn my Spanish, work on my Spanish accent where Grace helps me. Well, no, like... Copa de Libertadores. No, Copa Libertadores. <laughs> I know you've obviously created a very... A unique environment if it attracts the cigar um, industry people because I know you had Tony Gomez in uh, yesterday or I think I saw a picture yesterday you've had Caldwell you have several other pretty well-known people kind of pop in and I think they wouldn't be there if they didn't feel comfortable um, so obviously you all are, are doing something right to attract you know not only the cigar smokers but you know the cigar industry people as well but also when you say that, it's, it's the right people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, in every industry, you're going to meet people with these big personalities and big reputations. But then when you get to that, and, I, and this is just my experience, when I played football young, I remember I used to admire so many of these players and I got to play with them at certain teams. I'm not going to name names. But when I got to know them, I'm like, this guy is an absolute a-hole. Like, <laughs> like, this guy's an a-hole. And then it's kind of the same thing I feel now, if you look at the cigar industry as well, a lot more manufacturers now are wanting that platform. They want to be famous. They want to be the face behind the brand. I have no problem with that. But if you want to be the face, I always say this to my daughter, if you caught the stage, when you do get the stage and it's lights, camera, action, you better perform and you better own that stage. And I think now a lot of these manufacturers are wanting the fame without really having anything else behind them than just the fame. You know, you make great cigars, but give us more or let your fans know more about you as an individual, as a person. Don't just want the fame for the sake of, I make cigars, you go in there and you have a bit of an a-hole attitude. So I think with Grace, it's us getting the right manufacturers in here with the right characteristics who agree to what we're trying to do in the principle of encouraging a new generation and different people and people to try different cigars. You know, I don't know what Grace thinks about that. No, I, I agree. I mean, we're very lucky that we have a lot of manufacturers that come and visit and, you know, we don't always post everything, but we should, but we don't yeah. <laughs> because it's, you know, sometimes it's not about the 
picture on Instagram. It's about the moment that you're sharing with that individual. Yes. And yeah, that's, that's um, it. it's, it's and, being in the moment. Right. That's and the big and you want to, you know, make sure that they feel that you're honoring that and not that you're trying to use them to promote your business. And so, that's, it's funny, though, because Eva Grace has said that I will let you guys know about Instagram. We are not professional, as you can tell. We don't do all the what you get from us is a true reflection of Grace and I's personality. Our pictures are not photoshopped or done super great and this and that. No, because we're giving you the real us. And that's the thing. And I tell you what, you need to come to the lounge and see Grace after she's had a few scotch. Oh, God. She's a lot. <laughs> when, when, when Grace is nice, oh, it's funny. <laughs> that's not true. Well, I think that's awesome. And like somebody made a comment that, you know, there's a ton of amazing boutique cigars out there. And I think that's another change that in Grace, I know you've been in the industry far longer than I have, but in the last 10 years that I've been involved in the industry, when I first got involved, boutique was kind of a bad word. I mean, it meant you were small, you couldn't handle big production, you couldn't get a big following. And now it's a completely different, to me, it's a different game because I know more retailers now that you know, they kind of flip the old 80, you know, 80, 20 formula. And they're looking at more boutique kind of companies to kind of fill out their humidor rather than just, you know, those big names. I agree. You know, sometimes those big names come with a big price tag. And sometimes these little cigar shops or, you know, even medium sized cigar shops, they get frustrated uh, when you have to buy X amount of product in order for X person to show up to sell, not even sell through the product, just to show up and say, hey, I had this person here in my shop. You know, that worked for a while. But I think that now consumers are very savvy. Consumers travel all over the country just to go meet these guys at Big Smoke and other big events around the country. So sometimes, you know, it, it doesn't work. That formula doesn't work anymore in these cigar shops. So to what Nigel was saying, a lot of these manufacturers have to create or, you know, try to find a way where they are direct to consumer in the way that they approach them, maybe through social media, connect, you know, contacting or, or, or replying to them, uh, being able to connect with them through social media. So there's more of a personal connection. I think that the personal part, you know, with a picture and a big smile you know, sells a few cigars and they've gotten away with it for a long time. But I think that these uh, younger smokers are changing. And um, I think that, you know, that's something that we have that other people might not have yet is that we're able to connect with the consumer at a different level. And I think that's what makes us interesting and um, people wanting to come back and spend more time with us and, you know, buy a few cigars. I always think sometimes as well, just through life experience and a bit of common sense, when something is tremendously mass produced, you have to question yourself how much effort and time really goes into the production of that if it's so mass produced. Something that's more small on a smaller scale, you know there's going to be a lot more time and effort. And I'm not trying to dig out any manufacturer. I know some of the big boy manufacturers have very high standards and yes. are very rigid with you know their protocol of what's a good cigar, what's not. It's not the case for all of them, but some of them, they do mass produce where you can tell that there isn't a lot of effort gone into this. 
but there's cigars are everywhere. They're advertising where something that might only someone might only make 500 boxes of cigars a year. The quality and the effort is in it, and it is amazing cigar. So I think that's what we try and do. Again, it's, it's something I've said earlier. It's getting smokers out of their comfort zone, you know. And Grace and I said we don't want cigar smokers. We want people who like to smoke cigars. They're the type of people who will come in, be a bit more willing and adventurous, willing to try new things, listen and you know, enjoy a good cigar with some good company and conversation. One of the viewers um, asked a question, uh, are the brand boutique brand owners that you all deal with, are they more accessible to you than some yeah. of the larger manufacturers? Um, not really. Both are accessible to us. We Both just, are. we kind of probably, I'll say we probably more source more the boutique brands. You know, we look to see how big they are, how many cigars they manufacture, the person behind the cigar, where the cigar is made, you know, and get a lot more information. But there, there are a lot out there that make some unique cigars. You know, and again, I'll go to um, our friend, our very strange friend, Robert Coldwell. <laughs> you see how it's lost and found. I'm a big fan and advocate for lost and found because I think they make some absolutely amazing cigars. And if people actually spent, did a bit more time and effort they would love some of the lost and found cigars. You know, I'd say they're a boutique brand who makes some magnificent cigars, different packaging, but the quality is truly in those cigars. You know, and it's just getting people to be a bit more aware of it. That's something that we carry here a lot. And again, there's other brands that we, we could go through, but it's, it's that kind of aspect. What's one thing that's surprised both of you since you've kind of gone from being uh, consumers and just cigar smokers to now retailers and tobacconists. What has surprised us? Uh, what about the business or? Yeah, like like what's taking you a little bit by surprise that maybe you thought now that you're on the retail, you know, more so on the retail side than before. You're like, oh wow. I've well, I'll tell you something that surprised me is the fact that um, a lot of women that are smoking cigars know a lot about cigars, smoking, the experience, what they want, what they don't want. They actually are more informed than men. When women come in here and smoke a cigar, I don't need to actually direct them to anything because they know a lot about what they like, what they want to try. The, you know, they're talking about wrappers and fillers and binders, not, you know, just tell, give me a recommendation. No, they're giving me information that I know and I understanding the palate by what they like to smoke within the tobacco uh, elements. So, or the cigar elements. So that's kind of cool to see that back, you know, 15 years ago, it wasn't like that. Um, how would I, uh... and I also think that cigar smoking is the new golf. Like people don't really go out to the golf course as much anymore to make business after the golf game. They go to a cigar lounge or a cigar shop or, you know, at the golf course smoking cigars. And that's when they conduct business. So cigar smoking is the new golf. Save yourself some money and <laughs> buy a few cigars at a local cigar shop or lounge. Sit down and, and conduct business. I think for me, um, that's that's my take on. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed it. I think it's kind of what I wanted anyway. I've seen so many different people walk through that door from husband and wives, boyfriend and girlfriends who are about to be married, come in with their in-laws, smoke cigars and mm -hmm. enjoy it. 
So it's kind of what I expected and what I wanted. And I think that for me, I feel like we're heading in the right direction. And obviously for me, I've always known that cigar smoking has always been very accessible in America. And it's just getting, for me, I would say, it's getting more on the international kind of stage for people to really be accessible and understand it because different countries have different laws. For a period of time, I lived in Norway and cigars in Norway are very expensive and there's a lot of laws that's against smoking and stuff like that. But some of the young boys who smoke cigars there, you know, we've got a few members from Norway who are part of our subscription pack. So they're getting into it. And again, for me, it's more so England that I look at that it's very enjoyable. And I think if people see you in England smoking a cigar outside a cafe in London, they're going to think that we say the word big time, which over in America means you're up your own ass. <laughs> That's what it means in England. So they'll, they'll look at you and be like, look at that big time prick sitting there smoking a cigar. <laughs> it's not that accessible to people. So they think that you're an arrogant, pompous fool. Um, the one thing that's been interesting for me being in South Miami is I remember I'm from London. I never knew Cubans came in so many different shades. That's all I know. Everyone what? down there is Cuban. <laughs> yeah, there's actually a, a viewer who is from Peterborough. Peterborough. So they uh, they wanted to know from you, do you have a favorite cigar? And also, what do you, is is the um, palette different between the UK and the USA in terms of cigar, in your opinion? I wouldn't say the palette's different. I just think that in America, there's a huge variety of cigar manufacturers that you can get that you can't get in England. So him being from Peterborough, he knows that in England, most of the cigar stores carry pretty much 98% Cubans. So that's what I grew up smoking when I started smoking cigars. So I smoked a lot of uh, Cohiba Bahikes, just the usual Cuban brands. I'll say one of my favorite brand now is Diplomaticos from Cuba, number two. Very hard to get hold of now. It's not as a well-known brand as the standard flag bearers of Cuban cigars. But Diplomatico number two for me is my favorite cigar. That cigar is amazing. And I just think that, it, again, when English people come to the USA, especially cigar smokers, they go nuts because they see so many different brands and different cigars that you just can't get in England. And again, the tax plays a big part. But again, it's the fact of they carry 98% Cuban cigars. Well, I, I don't purchase Cuban cigars. First, we have an embargo against Cuba. Secondly, right. I'm Cuban. I'm Cuban, and it. You're I'm, Cuban. I'm Cuban. You sure? Unless somebody like Nigel, you know, gives me gives me a Cuban or something like that, I'll smoke it. But it 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 hurts my my soul to smoke a Cuban cigar because of all of the, you know, political issues that uh, are going on in Cuba right now, and you know, for the last sixty years. To to talk about the experience that you all create. I know when I speak to a lot of retailers right now, the best ones are focusing less. I mean, they're still focused on product, but they're also focusing on the experience that they're creating for their customers. So how are you all like crafting these great experiences for the people who walk into the doors of your store? Well, let me speak on Grace on Grace's behalf of this one. If we told you, we'd have to kill you. That's, <laughs> that's amazing ideas. But we can't share this right now on this platform because we've got some ideas that we're putting together right now, which, again, it's thinking out the box. And that's something that Grace and I both encourage each other to do. And it's just if we say it, 
and people are listening, you've got many ears listening right now, they could take that idea and run away with it. But it, I think- Cheers, cheers to that, Nigel. And, and Grace knows exactly what I'm talking <laughs> about because we've got something that we're putting in the works right now that other cigar lounges and even manufacturers don't do. So there's something that we're trying to put together right now and we're going to announce it through the terrible. But I think for now, where we're at, it's just encouraging people to come, enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy the company, and uh, trying something new palette-wise. You know, just being very open to understanding that there's some amazing cigars out there where you don't have to pay a super premium for, that you'll thoroughly enjoy. We invite them to come on a journey with us. It won't be terrible. <laughs> That's a good um, plug into your branding. Um, Grace, when we were speaking on the phone uh, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the whole experience of being a woman in this industry. And I think we all would like to think that things are getting better, but you know, it's still hard, obviously being a woman on the business side, not just being a consumer. So what has been your experience and what do you kind of see as the state of women, uh, kind of in the industry, in the business side of the industry. So I guess on the manufacturing side and the retail side. Unfortunately, uh, well, on the retail side, there's a lot of women that, you know, uh, have retail stores. They know their stuff. They work hard. And um, unfortunately, within the bigger picture of the corporate world of the tobacco industry, um, women aren't really in any they're decision making positions. The, the best way to put it for Grace is women are overlooked. They're still overlooked. So it's like anyone with any bit of intelligence watching and listening to this in you know corporate the corporate world we live in, it's the same thing. Whether it's the tobacco industry or certain places, there's gonna be an element of women being overlooked because the majority of the manufacturers and the blenders and everything are all men. That's so correct. Probably, and then you've got some arrogant men, and I've seen it a few times where they'll come in. And then I would say, there's the palette. Well, that's the palette right there. That's a cigar sommelier. Grace is the one, this and that. And they'll kind of be skeptical. Like, oh yeah, but she's a woman. I could see it in them. But it's the arrogance of men that they have. Because again, cigar smoking has predominantly been a man's thing, man's cave, cigar clubs. And then they're not willing to accept a lot of women are coming into cigar smoking and loving it and they're becoming more knowledgeable than them themselves. So I just think for Grace and other women, it's the fact of sadly, they are still overlooked. But for me personally, I don't overlook Grace because her intelligence and her knowledge in the industry is second to none. And I'll put her up against any dude. See, how can I not say yes to getting in this you know, journey with the Terrible Cigar Club with with somebody who speaks like that? It's all right. I mean, she's, it's a great team. She's giving me $200 after this. <laughs> She's giving me two hundred dollars after. Wanted to know, Grace, um, for a woman who is new to cigar smoking, what would you advise? Like, how could they? How can they get into this craft? What should they? What questions should they ask when they walk into uh, a cigar store or lounge like Terrible Cigar Club? Well, for example, I had a lady come in today. She, her husband, got a cigar. He went on the terrace to smoke a cigar, and she wanted to join him. So she got one of these little smaller, uh, you know, petite cigars. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, have you smoked this before? No, but I want to join my husband. I said, do you know that the cigar that you're smoking has a harsher taste 
then the big one, you know, the bigger ring gauge that your husband is smoking. She was like, no, I always thought that these smaller cigars would be softer and lighter. I said, no, but let me show you what we have so that you, your palate can, you can start creating a, a, a nice experience with this type of different ring gauge. So I gave her a different ring gauge, a Corona sizes ring gauge so that she can start, you know, enjoying the cigar and realizing that within that cylinder, you have a lot more airflow, therefore allowing that cigar, that tobacco in there to, that when it's cooking, that it's more uh, lighter and, and airier, not that concentrated cigar smoke that's coming in through a small cylinder. So she smoked it. She went out there. She came back. She's like, thank you, you know, because now I really enjoyed the cigar. And I think that next time when I come, I'm going to get the same cigar and be able to smoke with my husband because we've had a great time here. And they, they're still out there smoking, actually. But so the misinformation that some people might think that a smaller, thinner cigar is lighter than a thicker ring gauge. And that's not true. The thicker ring gauge is much more pleasant to smoke than the smaller ring gauge, which is, you know, a concentrated. So my suggestion to the lady that is going to try a cigar is not to go for the smaller ring gauge to try a Dominican blend that has, you know, at least a 42, 42 and up ring gauge so that she can, you know, start developing those, um, that experience with that with that type of cigar. I think you should also clarify the myth about Maduros. So Maduros, a lot of people think that because the, the tobacco leaf is dark, that it's going to be harsh and strong. And in many cases, it's not. You know, Maduro in Spanish means ripe. So, for example, take a banana. When a banana turns dark, that means that the sugars in that banana have elevated and the banana is actually, it's mushy and nasty, but it's sweet, sweeter than it was previously. So that happens to a cigar when it goes through the fermentation process. The sugars of the tobacco elevate and it creates a darker shade, but it has a hint of sweetness that a lot of people think is going to be you know, stronger and that's not always the case. It could be stronger if the blend within that leaf has been, you know, blended for a strong, for a heavier, fuller body strength, but the leaf, the outside leaf does not always dictate the strength of a cigar. Well said, well said, young chap, well said. And somebody wanted to know for you, Nigel, how many people walk into your store just to kind of get an autograph from you? Do you have... Well, I'm not we that type of guy. Those. I don't do all grass no more, but I've had some great fun with um, Arsenal fans and Chelsea fans. I had two young guys the other day, a young Haitian guy, and he's a big football fan. He couldn't believe it, so I took a picture with him. But I do love to rub it in in some of the teams I used to play against that I didn't really like that much. So, you know, if you're a Tottenham fan or a Chelsea fan, I used to give them an Arsenal fan. I used to give them stick when they came in it because obviously <laughs> playing for West Ham. I gave him so much stick. But I'll, good I'll tell you, he's he he's very, you know, he doesn't show off. But uh, he has a little fan group that shows up, dying to take pictures, talking about soccer, sorry, football. And uh, so, yeah. No, you have to say he soccer. Has his you, little have to say, you have to say soccer because it's an American audience. Soccer, soccer. Generally. True. So he has his little uh, 
older uh, grown men fan club. <laughs> Like teenagers no. when they see him and take pictures and stuff with him. There's one guy who comes there quite a lot and he's a Manchester United fan and he thinks I'm going to be his therapist when his team's doing poor. <laughs> and I like to listen to Manchester United fans complain. But he does buy a lot of cigars and he's very knowledgeable and um, he's, he's great fun. We have really good times here. So somebody says that they are a, I mean, this might mean something to you, Nigel, a Tottenham fan? Yeah. Spurs. <laughs> He's a Spurs fan. Ask him how much of a fan he is now after they lost to Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> so they wanted to know from you, you both, would you ever consider doing a private label cigar for a terrible cigar club? Like is something like that in the works or are you going to stick to just buying products from other people? Well, we actually, we actually had our uh, first launch of our private label and yes. it sold out. <laughs> it's We've got the second launch now. And I think, the, the concept from Grace and I would be, we will do something private. And our thing is this, we're gonna make it in very limited quantities. And every year, the flavor profile is gonna change. Because that's one thing that's guaranteed in life, change. So that's something we want to be part of being real human beings and real people as you see, what you see is what you get. We're not gonna keep bringing out the same flavor every year, no. Life changes, things change. So for us, I think for every year we do, we're going to bring a limited quantity, our own private blend, and every year the flavor profile is going to change. But there's going to be a lot of work done by Grace and I from the ground all the way up to make sure it's of the highest quality and people will be more than pleased with it. And Grace, I know that you recently were at a trade show that I was at as well. Did you find a lot of new cigars that people probably find within Terrible Cigar Club? I didn't find a lot, but I did find what we needed to find. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. We're bringing in, I think, four brands from the trade show that were absolutely fantastic cigars. I think, again, it's cigars that people are going to want to know about and try and make an effort to try and get their hands on. Once we get them in, we're going to be posting them on our Instagram and introducing them to people because, again, they're not big, big brands but they're absolutely amazing smokes where people can get their hands on them. And again, even for the people in England who, especially the Tottenham fans, feel free to go on the terrible.com and you can purchase cigars. Cigar Sorry, the terrible cigar club. Oh no, the terrible.com is only for Tottenham. But anyway, we are the terrible. <laughs> and you can get your cigars there and sent to England where you can have some absolute unique smokes. And I'll just say that at that show, it was like finding a needle in a haystack. There was so, so much going on, as you know. Yeah. I wanted to show people what we're talking about because you do this uh, nice little subscription, another glare on the, the pack here, but just talk about this because I don't know if people, I know people know about your, your retail store, but I want to make sure that they know about your subscription. So just talk about what they can expect to get every month. What's, you know, how much does it cost? how do you select the cigars that go in here? Because when I got this from you all, it's like one of your samples uh, from a previous year. And there were brands in here that I had never heard of. And then there were some brands that I had heard of, but again, they're on like the kind of boutique-y small side. Or vintage. Yes, or vintage. Correct, yeah. So um, what, we what we offer is uh, four cigars. Sometimes we throw in a surprise here and there. Um, a month for $39.95. 
And it's usually cigars that are either vintage limited editions or things that Nigel and I feel like we need to share with the rest of the cigar world. And uh, people who subscribe receive it every month. And um, we every other month we do a manufacturer takeover. We've had a few manufacturers take over. So what that means is we go to this, these manufacturers that we want other people to explore and they take over the package. And uh, once they take over the package, then we incorporate sometimes vintage things that they haven't released or they released years ago and they weren't, you know, they had some stuff left over. So we take advantage of all that. This was one cigar we released. I don't know if they can clearly see that. Oh, take it the off label. the, take it out of the yeah. Yes, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, boss? No, no. Okay, you, just checking, boss, just checking. So as people can see. Oh, yeah. maybe it's backwards. No, they can see it, yeah. So this is one of cigar that we had from a manufacturer takeover by uh, Matt Booth. Okay. One. So four, we did four cigars, which with all that label, which you can only get through our club, which I think is a fantastic, uh, it was a fantastic smoke, but also just something unique, something fun. And what we like to do as well is um, with our club, uh, which will be starting very soon, even though I was a tough, no nonsense general football player, I do have a thing for um, musicals and uh, great films. And one of my favorite films was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> what we're gonna start doing for our, our smoking, our fans, is we're gonna start doing golden tickets where we're gonna put random extra cigars in some of our subscribers and the ones who are very interactive with us on our social media, and they're gonna get bonus cigars, hats, merchandise, or and different things. The golden ticket. Yeah, they're gonna get a golden ticket with the gift. And then they can post the golden ticket in extra gift they got because of Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. I like Oliver too. Oliver Twist is a great musical. <laughs> Have some more. Sure. So the, um, one of your uh, groupies, Nigel, wants yeah. to know, he said one last football question. Does Tottenham wins the FA Cup? You walk into the changing room, what cigar do you offer them? Ooh, that's a good question. I'll offer them a terrible cigar because it's Tottenham. I know they would have answer. a terrible performance, but they still got the job done. <laughs> That's what I'll give them, a terrible cigar, our second blend, because it would have been a terrible performance by Tottenham, but they got the job done. But terrible could be good. It could be. It was a terribly good performance. Excellent. Yes. See? But they were just terrible the last game. They were just terrible. So when you look at your business, obviously, I would think that you will have uh, ambitions and dreams to kind of scale it at some point. What does that look like for you all? Like, what is what's the long term plan without giving away all the big secrets, of course? What's the long term plan for Terrible Cigar Club? I mean, I'm going to speak for myself and obviously Grace can go. Um, I think for us right now, we're very happy with where we're at and how we're trying to grow it, because I think for us, it's more, more so also a brand. That's the thing you think about other cigar clubs, manufacturers, there's nothing like Grace and I. There is no representation. So we represent a lot of people who are cigar smokers, you know, and there is a black, a big black community of cigar smokers, but there's no representation. You know, these brands, genuinely, I feel a lot of the brands, not all of them, a lot of them don't really care. 
So for us, it's given us a face and it's also given us an opportunity to really put the manufacturers who put the work, the effort in to their cigars to get them a lot more notoriety amongst people who might interact or like Grace and I. And I think for us as well, again, it's the fact of taking it one day at a time. You know, we're just taking it one day at a time. No one's promised tomorrow. We're enjoying the moment. And one thing I always say to us is live in the moment. Enjoy the moment because we've seen it with friends, family, and different things that have occurred since we've got to know each other, how no one's promised tomorrow. So we're going to live in the moment, let it take its natural cause and get continue to get the right type of people, the right clientele, the right subscribers in our group and make sure they have a great time. And we're very interactive. So people message us on Instagram, we respond, we have a laugh and a joke and everything. And, you know, we're very responsive, we're very personable. And especially after I had a few shots of tequila, I'm even more personable. <laughs> It's true. Well, you know, like what Nigel said, um, especially this these past two years with COVID and everything that we've lost and missed, you know, people take, uh, we, we used to take things for granted. I think what COVID left us was the fact that we needed to enjoy the moment. And um, I see a lot of people enjoying a lot more now than before. You know, there's a lot of new smokers coming in, people that just come along with the smoker and want to experience that. Smoking a cigar is like not just going to, you know, playing golf, but also is therapy. And if uh, people would see that um, sort of like going to the spa and treating yourself to just 45 minutes of detaching from stress and all the noise that's around us, people might find it helpful for themselves and uh, not only realize that it's just, uh, you know, a habit. It's not a habit. Well, it's not a habit. I think it's, it, 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 it's an experience yes. and, it, and it's something I want to say that it's something healthy. Well, it's what people say. I think for us, it's you smoke cigars because you choose to, not because you have to. And like Grace said, I think smoking a cigar really is that personal time. It's that me relax, Maybe you can have conversation if you want to have conversation or if you don't, you want to come in, just smoke and relax. You're more than welcome to do that. You know, you can be in your own time. And it's just that relaxing element of it. And that's what it is. And cigars, everyone knows cigars are best enjoyed when you're sitting down, relaxing with some nice, whether it's scotch, rum, tequila, whatever it is, poison you choose in a good way. But I think that's what it is. And to answer your question, the future for, for myself with, within Terrible Cigar Club is the sky's the limit. We have, we've gotten such a great response from our community here in South Miami and uh, people online, our Instagram, our uh, followers, our subscribers, that we feel that we're, we're in a good position for us to grow. We have plans on growing and to turn this concept into something different and unique. And as I said before, I hope people come visit and so we can take them on a journey. We're we're uh, going to, we're organically growing, but we have a lot of plans for the near future. So things will be changing. So I think it's important to, on that note, tell people where you all are located and then tell people about your website. I know it's here on the bottom of the screen for, for those who are watching, but there are gonna be people who obviously are gonna be listening to this uh, just audio wise. So kind of give them the spiel about how to get in touch with you all, how to find you all. So they can find us on Instagram on uh, at the Terrible Cigar, oh, no, sorry. Instagram, Terrible Cigar Club, and on our website at theterriblecigarclub.com. 
So with the Instagram, take out the the. And uh, we're located on 5790 Sunset Drive in South Miami. We are on the second floor with a huge terrace that reminds me of being in Havana. Well, you, you always forget the important part. I'm sorry. We're the only cigar club or lounge in South Miami with a second floor terrace where you can That's smoke. That's right. The so only no, one in South Miami. No one's going to complain about cigar smoke or anything like that because uh, right now we have about 75% of the second floor we're, we're eventually going to take over the whole entire second floor and then we will you know make some changes to our uh, floor plan yes there's some great changes coming and also just to add to that um what grace as well on our website stay tuned in the next couple of weeks there's going to be changes to our website where our inventory is going to go from what it currently is now to at least another 4,000 to 6,000 manufacturers. We're just in the process of updating our website and then we're gonna be able to have at least 6,000 6, SKUs of different manufacturers and products. Wow. So <laughs> to get what you like on the terrible alongside the boutique element. Yes. Awesome. Well, I wanna thank you both for coming on today. Like I said, I was really excited to get both of you on and to have retailers on because usually I'm talking to manufacturers, but I think retailers don't always get, you know, their time in the spotlight, um, you know, so it's, it's nice to have you all here telling us what that your experience is. And like I said, and to see the representation that you all both represent, because the industry is a lot more diverse than I think what people sometimes picture it to be. Antoine, thank you for doing this. I know this is a lot of work. You know, but you have a great podcast. You're bringing information to consumers and ev everyone who loves cigars. And we appreciate that you invited us on. Thank you so much. Thank and you so thank much. you for that article. What a great no problem. Like I said, and thank you for coming on. And uh, I don't know when I'll be in Miami next, but whenever I'm down there, I'm definitely going to try to uh, carve out some time to come down and actually see the Terrible Cigar Club in person. <laughs> so I'll, I'll have some amazing scotch for you on the side. You know, not the typical American, oh, I want McAllen. No, no, we've got some and great Cuban stuff. food. Cuban food. I'm ready. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm totally ready for that whole experience. So, sandwich. I'm just saying, I've got some great scotch. You don't even need a sandwich. Cuban I didn't sandwich. say a sandwich, I said Cuban food. A sandwich. Cuban sandwich. We don't just make sandwiches. <laughs> just saying. Well, I want to, like, a sandwich. <laughs> I want to thank you both for, for coming on today and want to thank everybody for watching this either live or uh, in playback mode. Uh, Deep Cuts is hopefully it will be weekly. We have a very packed February. So we have two shows next week and we have two shows a week after that. And we're already starting to book for, for March with some big uh, cigar personalities. So uh, it's a lot going on. If people want more information about Deep Cuts, you can find that at deepcutslive.com. Um, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on Instagram. So um, definitely follow, hit the like buttons, hit the subscribe buttons to be notified anytime we go live. And like I said, I'd like to thank our guests one more time for coming on today and thank you all for watching. And that's it for today's show. And I will see you all back here next Tuesday at 5.30. Good luck in the Super Bowl, whoever, whatever team you are rooting for. So that's American football. Right? <laughs> it's important to. How are you going to say good luck in the Super Bowl? If well, you don't have, whoever's, you know, if you don't have a team, don't say anything. Well.
Just say you're going to drink and smoke for the Miami Super Bowl. Dolphins is not in there, oh, so what can I do? <laughs> thank you, guys, and thank you, everybody, for watching. Pleasure.